Andrew McLeod and Darren Jarman are widely acknowledged as the heroes of Adelaide's Premiership double 20 years ago, and understandably so. But there's a teammate entitled to stand tall alongside that duo, and not just because of his towering frame. Welcome, Sean. G'day, Mike. As, How are you? As good as they were, and they did get so much attention then, you had to be pretty happy with your contribution to the Premierships. Um, it's something at the end of your uh, career, you know, it's great to look back on. Um, well, you were yeah. in the best players. Adelaide played eight finals in 97, 98. Yep. You were in the best players in six of them. Yeah, well, 97 was um, sort of the whole year for me was about fighting back to try and get back to my form before I did my knees. I'd just come off two, two years of knee reconstruction, so um, it was probably only later in that year that um, Blighty had started allowing me more time on the ball and, um, you know, Pitto started going to full-back or centre-half back, whereas Pitto really shouldered more of the load early on and he, he ran me off the bench. So for me, that year was all about just building to a point and, and getting back to where I, um, you know, thought I could be. Um, yeah, so that final series was obviously a, a big moment in um, my life mm. and my family's life. On yeah. your way through, you played three games in each of 95-96. Yeah. Knee reconstructions both times. Yeah. That must have shaken your faith. Yeah, it did. Um, so the first one, um, you know, I did it in the second quarter of both too. And, um, and ironically, my, uh, my sister had actually got up to go to the toilet both times and had come out and really? I was on a stretcher. Yeah, so there was... Um, um, Blighty always used to refer to things called footy gods and, I, yeah. and, I, and I've, I've always had this funny thought about that as I, I don't think that I really ticked all the boxes in the first, the first one. I was probably a bit heavy when I came back <clears throat> and um, my rehab certainly wasn't what it was for the, for the next two reconstructions and... Um, I had a lot of problems with... Uh, I had a patella tendon operation, so I had, I had some real problems with uh, pain and, and uh, rehab. So when I did it the second time, um, you know, at my age and young family, and, uh, you know, I thought that potentially at my age and uh, also at my height um, that my career could be over. So, you know, things got real pretty quick, yeah. There was a third one to come, wasn't there? 1999? Yeah, there was. That was fun. Yeah. Um, now, that was at Footy Park. And the popular wisdom is that you slipped on that rubber top in the centre of the centre circle. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was um, something that we were always aware of that the the disc was sitting in the middle of the of the of the oval, and, and we used to, um, you know, the coaches used to stand in the middle of it um, when we trained uh, to keep us away. And I, the ball bounced a little bit further away. I stretched and, and tried to make a bigger effort to get there in a pre-season game, uh, rucking against Matty Primus, and um, yeah. As I was leaping, my foot slipped and, um, and uh, it was all over. Mm. Have a look at that fashion statement there, mate. <laughs> when, when did that come on? Which, uh, after well, which Rico? So after the second one, yeah, yeah I, was, I was really... Um, you know, obviously, uh, there was... The, the knee was never going to be as good as it was beforehand, so after two in two years. So um, my theory was I've just got to try and get through a whole year of football. So that was a Don Joy knee brace in, in which I had to uh, wear that sleeve over the top in it. And uh, it was pretty big and cumbersome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was something that I, um, you know, got me through mentally uh, more, more so than anything. But didn't you throw it away at one point? Didn't... Yeah, I, I, well, what had happened is as 97 went on, um, I, got, I got confident enough and I had a, a like a more a, a pullover, uh, like a pull-up knee brace, like more like a... 
you know, something you'd buy from the chemist. It was a little bit better than that. But, um, and, and I started training um, without that big brace. And, and that big brace had four straps that you'd always have to... So, you know, based on how you're running, if your legs swelled with blood, you know, as you warmed up, then you'd always have to adjust, adjust it. And I'd, I'd spray a lot of uh, spray on there so it wouldn't slip down your legs. So I started training with all this freedom. And then I'd go into games and mentally that was the thing because it was always about just, I just got to get through a year of football. So at halftime of the Bulldogs, um, probably for the last 10 minutes of that game, I wasn't playing real well. And um, it was quite frustrating because I couldn't get this brace right. It started moving down my leg and it was just a huge hindrance to me. So, yeah, at halftime I, um, uh, I removed it. And uh, that was sort of like, a, for me, freeing of the shackles yeah. and sort of saying, well... Whatever happens from here on in, it's it is what it is, mm. and I and I can't worry about something I can't control anymore. Was the brace designed to stop the lateral movement? Was it? Well, it's everything. I think the ACL is forward and and backwards. Um, I think popular theory is um, you can't really stop the stresses that go through your mm. knee. Um, I certainly felt more secure with it um, on, um, and it's like my when you certainly when you're my height, getting to the point and this is what happens through rehab and, and certainly being able to think about turning and twisting and doing all those things which we all do just instinctively and we don't worry about what's what's going on inside your knee mentally being able to let yourself go mm. where you can turn and you're not even thinking about it now um that that takes time and it probably took that whole of that year to feel like i was doing something that I didn't think about anymore, that I could jump for the ball in the air and, and not worry about the way I was going to land. Um, so, and that helped with that. So, You've had Ricos on both legs and yeah. they're now cutting around 115 kegs. How are they standing <laughs> up? Um, yeah, my right knee, the one that's had two, is, is, um, it's no good. Um, in so fact, that lead to a, a, an artificial knee? Yeah, well, I've got nothing left in it again. So it, it actually requires a third reconstruction. Um, I'm pretty sure I did it pushing against Jamie Charm and ruck coaching um, way back when. I, yeah, I felt something go, and, and um, it has been confirmed that there's no more cruise shit left in it. So it's pretty secure. Um, like it was, um, my, my surgeon did a really good job and, and got me through the rest of my career, but it, it, it's probably going to need a re replacement at, at some stage, yeah. And what, you're 40... 47. 47. Yeah. So is that on the table? Have you, have you... I have discussed it. Matty Liptak, I quite often say, you know, I, you I, I asked him the questions. The orthopaedic surgeon? Yeah, I called yeah. him two weeks ago um, yeah. and asked him about, is he still doing them and all that sort of thing. So yeah. maybe one day down the track, yeah. Sean, two years after your um, roles in Adelaide's flags, you're out of the place. Yep. And you're on your way to Hawthorne. Yeah. Something must have happened. Yeah, certainly did, Mock. I, I, I wasn't really mentally... Um, I had a bad year mentally in regards in to football. 99? When uh, well, 99, I, I think... So 99, probably halfway through that season, um, was really struggling just being around the football club um, and I actually asked the club whether I could go away. And um, so um, uh, Kerry and I and Thomas, you know, packed up and, and um, jumped in the car and we went camping. And, okay. uh, and and went away for the for the best part of the rest of that season when when that was when Blighty was uh, you know his last year mm -hmm. came back and um, uh, yeah so it was just a 
uh, yeah, as he came in, um, things weren't the same for me, and uh, and I really struggled. Uh, it being my jumping leg, I really there were some things that happened through pre-season that really didn't put me mentally in a good state. So, you struggled with the coach too, didn't you? Well, Mike, I did, but as he's a good fella, and um, I just don't think I was in a good place to you know to to be a, a good player for him either. So um, it culminated in in me not having a great year and, um, you know, probably being at the crossroads as to whether I really wanted to play. And it wasn't until probably halfway through the 2000 season I, I broke my cheekbone. I, I, I had a pretty poor contest against uh, Johnson from Messon and, and uh, I had a situation after that game where I emotionally unravelled uh, in, the, in the change rooms afterwards. Uh, all this tension and, and all this pressure I'd been putting myself through to get up and, and I probably probably physically wasn't right and mentally not right to start playing at the start of that season. Um, was, it, this, was this a pre-season game against Essendon? No, it was halfway through the season. So the, I mean, to go back, I, I, I started playing... Uh, I was told that to play the first game of the season that I needed to play all these pre-season games. And uh, I initially had a, a goal to just be right for, the, for round one. And I probably forgave probably about six or seven weeks of, of probably more the jumping explosive mm. part of rehab and I started playing and I just wasn't right and um, there was a few games I, I remember a game at the Wacker where um, you know back in the day the cricket pitch in the middle mm. uh, was really early in the season it was hard and um, you know with moulded soles still quite feeling quite slippery and and um, I guess the demons are slipping and um, I was really ordinary and I sat on the bench for virtually three quarters and as he questioned me at the end of the game whether I, you know, I still need to be doing this. And it was, it was not a... I guess he, he probably didn't handle it well, but at the same time, I didn't handle it well either. Is and that one-on-one on one or in front of the oh, group? Oh, no, more, more in front of the group. And there was just... When, if you're not, and this is a, when you're a player, if, you, if you're not in the right headspace, um, then little things like that can actually build up on you. And, I, and for me, moving um, was like a... Uh, it was like wipe the slate clean and, and a, trying to be a fresh start, challenge myself, come to Melbourne. Um, and at the same time, Adelaide had recruited Matty Clark. So uh, at that stage and in that year, nobody really knew who was first ruck. Um, I was coming back Did from... Did that the worry league. you? It didn't worry me, but it was, it, was, uh, it was difficult. You know, Ben Marsh was coming through, Rhett Biglands was coming through, and then there was also Matty Clark. So... Um, I always maintain that I thought that I left the club um, in a, in better shape by leaving them because um, they had they, they had you know Maddie went on and played some super football. Rhett Biglands did too. Uh, they ended up getting an earlier draft pick for Maddie Bode, and uh, they would have had to work out how to retire um, a player like myself. So it was um, to me I, I, th- I thought it was actually done in the right in the right way. Did you leave in a huff? I left probably how I would normally do it, yeah. Back in then, you know, you always look back in hindsight yeah. and think, but, I mean, the reality is that football club was my life and, and those people that were involved in the football club, um, especially through all that hardship, were magnificent and um, especially the fans. Um, so, you know, the love's still there, Mike, if that's what you're asking. Well, I want, I'm interested in your relationship with Izzy. Fact or fiction? You did something that Ezzy didn't like when he was coach. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> and did he, did he? It's a funny story. What, if you want the funny story, I can give you. And, well, and that's why I'd like to. First. <laughs> yeah. did, he, did he direct you to wash his car? Look, this is what happened. We had a show at my place. I put on a show for the, for the boys. We, we all had a great night. And, and um, I got a phone call from Barry Downs, our um, uh, footy manager. Team manager. Team yeah. manager, and, and, he, and he basically, he only said three words. He just said, where are you? <laughs> and I'm in bed. So I had, I had a few brain fades in my career. So there was a scheduled training session? There was a schedule. Right? We were meant to be at training yep. Sunday morning, um, and I'm still in bed when they're all there. So uh, Ezzy had them all weighed in the rooms. And, uh, and, and everyone waited until I rocked up. So I virtually out of bed straight in there. And um, so he, he spoke to me after, and I said, look, do whatever you need to do. I've stuffed up. Um, make an example of me. I don't, you know, whatever you want to do, I'm OK with it. And come Monday, as he basically... He, he, did, he did exactly what we talked about, but it was just, a, it was just awkward. And, um, so did he, in fact, tell you to watch his... He, no, he, he, he asked me that I was to wash the cars of the three leaders. I think it was Ruse and um, Nigel Smarts and I don't know another one. And, and I went out there with the, with the washcloth and um, uh, Nigel told me where to go. And uh, anyway, that was it. So it, it all had good intention. Um, it probably just didn't come off great. Did you feel, feel demeaned? Yeah, I, I did. I think that I think if we both had our time again, both myself and Ezzy, I probably would have had more courage to actually discuss this with him, mm. which is probably more modern footy where there's, a, there's better communication with your, your coaches. I, I didn't communicate well and, and he probably did some things in that year that he probably um, would do again too. But by the by and, um, you know, it's great so you look okay? back on these. Yeah. On, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't have anything against Ezzy at all. In my dealings with you, I found you nothing but pleasant, yeah. first of all. But some of your mates, and they genuinely like you, but they yeah. say that you can be prickly. Yeah. And, and even moody. Is Absolutely, that, is that yeah. You can? Yeah, no, I, I knew this question would come. <laughs> um, uh, because it, uh, everyone used to... So I got this perception, certainly, uh, that I was grumpy, but th to try and go a little bit deeper here, Mike, when you, when you miss two years of football, right in your prime, and, on, and I'd just come off being what I would call at my peak. Um, 94 was... Yep. Uh, I'd made All-Australian that year, so I, I was up. And it would take it had taken me four years to to physically get to that level. Um, I probably played some better footy earlier when I was just young and free and, and light. Um, but, you know, I'd got there and say so two years, um, you, you, you start to work out what's really important and why you're there. And so I had a... I had, I had written down... I guess best way to put it is I I would easily play the full, say at weights, where I like to have a lot of fun, I like to joke around, and I and and didn't mind being the class clown type mm. role sometimes. Um, so I got distracted. I was easily distracted in those sorts of situations. And, and the other thing was I wasn't I wasn't a guy that um, was um, self motivated for, say, running. I, I needed teammates and I needed a group around me to motive, you know, to, to push. And, mm. and, and then you also did it for the coach. You knew the coach was watching. And um, I guess I was returning in 97 um, that 
if my teammates aren't as hungry or feeling like I am and how desperate I am, um, then, uh, and we'd just come off two, you know, pretty ordinary seasons, 95, 96, where the whole club was ridiculed and all that sort of thing. And, we, and I had to sit and watch that from the outside. Um, then uh, I was going to let them know I was going to be honest. And, and that was a way of actually bringing it. So I had, I, had a, I had a thing on my car. It was just a little sticky note. It was just, you're not here to be friends. And, Is that I, right? It yeah. just, it try, it's just trying to flick the switch and turn, turn it on that when I walk through the door, we're here for success. And um, it was, to me, it was all about the training. And, and, and Blighty gave us great trainings. I mean, they were just so much fun. I mean, we, we, were, we played, we, we trained with a freedom and, and speed and um, uh, creativity, um, skill that um, I absolutely loved. Um, so training was exciting, and, and, but I, I wanted to play the role where if, you know, if someone needed to be pulling the line, but also pre-training, really being the one to be putting it on people about why, you know, how are we perceived as a footy club, um, all those sorts of things. And that made me come off as probably grumpy or prickly because <laughs> I was still trying to get to where we wanted to be. Yeah. So, so no, you're talking about pre-97. Yeah. You've had the two uh, Ricos. Yeah. And you realise how fragile yeah. the, the, your future can be. Yeah. The, your mates say, not all of them, but a couple that I've spoken to, that you were at your best when you were angry. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And they threw a challenge at you. Yeah, I can actually feel. Like, it's funny because when you hit, like, I can feel. I can feel that emotion coming back, and I quite often talk about what what footy actually did for it. It does for most people, right? But it, what it did for me is it gave you um, um, like passion, mm. like, and 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 allowed you to use this. Not, and and you can spend a lot of times in your life just talking loose. You know, surface stuff, but when you really dig down to it, when when you played at that level, the reward um, and and the feeling of success um, is palpable. Mm. And 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 to me, I don't think you can ever because it not it's not for everybody. You know, like there, there's some people that just can't go there, and they need to be free in their mind, and th that's why it's so hard to coach because every individual is different. But I was definitely a person that needed group therapy, like I needed to put it out there in the group how I feel and um, and then I would get that back. If I got that back, that would really, um, it would get me get me going, yeah. Did you offend other blokes when you're doing that in a, in a group situation? Oh, I, don't think I, I don't think I've ever offended anybody, but I think that they, they felt my intensity, mm. yeah. Um, like I know Tyson Edwards, right? Tyson is one of those blokes that he... He's not a big talker on the training track. Trained, he's, you know, fantastic trainer. 300-game player, legend, but always used to put it on him before training. Tyson, you reckon we can hear your voice today? You know, really, or, yeah. you know that sort of, you know, put it on him and he'd probably roll his eyes. And, um, but just going around to the group, I mean, that's, that's what got me going. That's what, what got me up. And I still miss it, Mike. That's the part that See, I miss I, the most. I'm, I'm pleased to hear yeah. you say that because I thought you'd grown away from it. You, you never you... grow away from it, and that's the, that's the problem with football. Is that yes, I'm separated from football, but um, and and the beauty of coaching was that you you stood in front of a, a group of people, and and you get a chance to do those things mm. to to make them play with this, and that's what everyone will say with coaching. How rewarding it is when 
when you can actually get a group and they go out and do something. Interesting, you, you raised coaching. Yeah. You uh, were a ruck coach at Brisbane. Yeah. Ruck coach at Port Adelaide. Midfield coach. Midfield it. coach. Yeah. And coached West Adelaide in the Sandfall. Yeah. Adelaide's name doesn't appear. Was this? Did something go wrong? Did you? My understanding was that you were pretty keen to get the job that Neil yeah. Craig got. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I won't. I won't delve into it, other than to say that um, uh, I was really impatient, Mike. Um, and, and impatience uh, with impatience, you make mistakes. And yeah, I need. You need to explain. Uh, I, I, I did interview for the job, mm. and um, yeah, I, I expressed disappointment at the end of it, and it was <laughs> it was in the wrong way. Was it? Yeah, like, it was. What, what? I just it just I won't delve in it, but it was just in the wrong way, and and it just um, it it uh, you know those things have ling they they linger in a footy club. So is there still so, bad blood over there? No, that? there's never there's no bad blood at all, um, and I love the club, um, but you know you just know that. There, there, there's ways that I went about it that, that probably um, uh, wasn't to my um, benefit. OK. Yeah. Do you think that the fact that you took legal action against, yep. say, the Adelaide Footy Club, because they were party to it, did yep. that affect your chances of getting a job at Adelaide? Possibly. I don't know. So you'd have to ask someone else. But, I mean, to do the knee in the way I did... Mm. Um, so... I never regretted, and I'll never regret for one moment, the fact that I actually sought compensation for what happened. And the days afterwards were hectic, um, you know, with lawyers in my hospital room, you know, pacing up and back and all really? that. Because it, it created a frenzy, Mike. I don't know if you remember, but it was like in Adelaide, it was it was mad. And and I was right at the centre of all that, and, I, and it was none of my doing, you know. Mm. And um, a week later, I'm at home and all that had died down, it was all gone. I was just sitting there on my own. And, mm. and there I was another year out of football. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so, Mike. I don't think that had any bearing on it at all. OK. No, it's, it's hard for people to talk about themselves in a positive sense. But yeah. my view about 97 was that Simon Madden's the best ruckman that I've seen in the last 40-odd yep. years. I'd agree with that. Yep. Uh, I thought for two years that you uh, were at his level. Mike, I don't think I ever got to Simon's level. And, and, I, and I, this is the reason why is that Simon could jump off both legs and uh, Simon also could um, uh, consistently hit the ball out of a centre bounce to centre-half forward. I don't know if you remember the Essendon um, Hawthorne grand final, mm -hmm. but to me that's the epitome of ruck work. Um, he had the ability to jump off his left, uh, fend with his right yes. and then hit with his yeah, left. Yeah. Uh, and I could, never, I could never adapt that skill, um, but it was an extraordinary skill. Um, because it, it maintained that you could not only jump up but also in at the same time and bring yourself right under the ball and then be able to do what you like with it. And he was exceptional at that. Well, you were a champ at it. That's my uh, yeah. independence. I system. needed a long run-up, Mike. Yeah, but <laughs> you are very good. Whichever way you did it, you were very good at it. But you played with two boats. I touched on them briefly before. Yeah. McLeod and Darren Jarman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you must have some brilliant memories of those two, playing with them week after week. Probably the best memory for me with Macca um, is, is, I don't know, I can't even remember, I think it was a 97, one of the grand finals, but I was, uh, I was being able to push the ball forward or get the ball forward, because, um, you know, cricket pitches in those days, if you could get the ball moving out of the centre bounce, and, um, then it, you really got the momentum going and uh, a ball bounced in front of me. And I was running onto it after I'd hit the ball forward in the ruck and I thought it was a big chance of getting it. And the ball sort of 
bounce sideways as balls do. And, and Macca flew past me. It was just like a blur, but the ball had bounced away from him. And he just reached his hand out and the ball stuck. Yeah. And he didn't break stride and then brought the ball back in and then he laced out. I think it might have been Darren he laced out. And it was like I was just a party to that absolute moment. Briefly, your memories of Hawthorne, you weren't the player that you'd been in Adelaide. Yep. Uh, were you frustrated? It, I love Hawthorne. What a fantastic club. And um, Schwabby, um, fantastic. All the players were, you know, felt... It was great for me because you almost get a chance to like reinvent yourself mm -hmm. a little bit, and um, you know I know I knew that they were looking for a bit of leadership. And um, well, Fish had gone, hadn't he? But Paul Salmon had yep, retired. But he was still coming back every now and then. We, you know, Fish actually helped recruit me. So I mean, I sat down with Fish before um, uh, before I actually made the decision. So um, that whole footy club actually made me feel extremely welcome and wanted, and that was. Um, you know, it was a good thing, and we look. We were we were we were maybe five minutes of an extra five minutes of the game against Essendon bef uh, off a grand final in that first year. Mm -hmm. um, we pushed Essendon; uh, could have gone either way. So, how, how did you play at Hawthorne? I, I had a um, I'd, I'd say a, a reasonable year. I, I and then and I had a good final series in. You uh, loved finals, didn't you? I, I the a game uh, we we. We beat Port Adelaide um, uh, over at Footy Park, which was a huge game for us to, to overcome them. That was a great belief. And then uh, we just weren't, we weren't quite good enough against Essendon. And obviously Brisbane went on to, to beat Essendon in the grand final. Um, but um, even in that, that game, was, they were probably my last good games mm -hmm. of footy, probably. You were gone at 31, retired at 31. Yeah. Was it premature or, or were you done? I remember the speech I gave to the players uh, at training, uh, and it's always an emotional thing when mm. you finish. Um, and it was like I'd felt free mm. um, because the mental, I was going into games, and there was a voice in my head just saying, Don't do your knee, don't do your knee. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. getting really bad um, because I'd actually hurt my knee in a training thing at, when I first got to Hawthorne in the pre-season, I actually um, I jumped a hurdle and, and something went pop in my knee. So I actually gave it a partial tear. Um, it took halfway through the year to go and have an op on it because it was a new club, a lot of pressure. Mm. It's a pretty aw awkward time because, you know, had I done it properly, it would have been, I would have gone mm. through all of that and then I would have been, um, you know, it would have been a, a disaster. So, uh, when you're going around taping your knee before a game and, and you know, especially on Eddie Head. Eddie Head was quite hard at the start of, uh, you know, it was right when it was at the start of Eddie Head. So, um, you know, when you give that up, when you finally let that go, there's a, there's a real relief. And it was a huge relief for me to not have to push myself anymore, not to try and push my body. Life now, you're, you're living at Byron Bay? A uh, little, little, yeah, just outside, yeah, just in the hills. Do you have a macadamia farm? Yeah, I've, I've been, probably for the last 12 months, yeah, we've, we've got some Maccas and um, I've actually been managing another farm. Yeah, because you're off the farm, aren't you? Yeah, my yeah. brother's taken over our family farm and um, my, my mum and dad's still are back there. They're, they're having a bit of a tough time at the moment. They're, they're yeah. having a pretty severe drought. Mm, most of the country is. Yeah. Look, I've been wanting to talk to you for quite a while. Yeah, it's been uh, awesome, Michael. I appreciate it. And that. it's really good to catch up and, and no doubt in my mind that you're at Madden's level for a couple of years. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Good to see you, Sean. Cheers, Mark.